welcome back, everybody. I am one of your co-hosts, Tyler, and sitting across to me is my lovely co-host, Danny. If you haven't noticed yet, our new podcast title here is Beyond Your Excuses. And if you're listening to this right now, we've got a, another cool announcement for you. And uh, Danny's going to tell you a little bit about it. We dropped the website. We dropped it right on his face. Yeah. Hard. No, we're, we're so excited about it. Like, I'm so excited about it. Um, we both, today we're recording it. It's Friday. Um, if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, I've been talking to you guys about how we worked really hard today on it. Yeah, I think we both really put a lot of effort into it. Um, I'm so grateful that Tyler is creative in things that I'm not so creative in, like making the, or finding the awesome name beyond your excuses. Um, I think it's something that when we were looking at names when Tyler was spitting names at me basically <laughs> like all day long for like a week straight I was just, um, just spitting random stupid names at her trying to find something that worked I'm very very glad that he was able to make that because I am not creative in the making usernames anything like that um I think my friends have mostly made the nicknames I use or uses like Instagram handles like Danny McBee or whatever. We really like when Tyler was telling me different names, um, I really wanted something that was uplifting, um, but was also like Tyler's mentioned very broad. Um, we wanted something very broad. I just think it, it fits what we're trying to embody very well. Um, we always, I, I feel like up until this point on this podcast, we've been trying to talk to you guys about different ways to better yourself, different ways we're trying to better ourselves. One of the, and I will say for, for anybody who's looking to start a podcast or a website or blog, uh, any sort of content, um, was, I'll go a little bit into the background of how I came up with Beyond Your Excuses. And I struggled for a week. I was trying to bounce ideas off of her um, and, and and just really just struggled to find something that encapsulated us, not to mention the fact that it's 2019 and pretty much every good domain name is taken. So one of the things when you're coming up with a name for something, whether it's a, you know, a podcast or your brand, is you want to have a domain name for it. So you want to have, you know, you want to have a website so that people can find you at and if you come up with a name for something that you absolutely love, but the domain name is already taken, it's kind of useless. And, and something that I thankfully uh, know and, and have, been, have been taught over the years is that anything other than a .com is pretty useless. So if you're looking to, if, if you have a great name and it, the .com is already taken and you see options, there are usually options for .us or, or .co or .org or um, lots of different other variations. They're, they're not usually as good as a .com because people, um, the majority of America, the majority of the world uses .coms. And if you tell someone, hey, go check out Beyond Your Excuses .so, they're most likely going to put in .com and be redirected to the wrong site. <laughs> so, so I had to come up with a domain uh, that worked and that was available um, and that didn't cost $1,000. And so what I did for a week straight was I bounced ideas off of Danny 
And eventually I got to the point where I was literally finding words that were synonyms of each other. I was literally putting them into a synonym, (laughs) online synonym checker thing, dictionary. And I was literally just finding synonym after synonym after synonym. And then I would plug those into the GoDaddy um, uh, domain checker, whatever you want to call that thing. Um, And that's how eventually, after probably a good 100 different names that I came up with, finally found that. So if you are trying to get something off the ground, maybe we're inspiring you to start a pet project of your own, a business, a hustle, whatever it is, just take your time with it. And eventually you will will have success with it. But as much as I, you know, created that name, um, Danny has played such a pivotal role in the graphics is something that I never knew (laughs) her strength was. But if you look at our website, which is beyondyourexcuses.com, a lot of the graphics uh, and, and design input was all her. Um, she's really got a really good eye, and it's not something I've tried to do graphics. My job working for the family business for a long time has been doing graphics, and she blows me out of the water by a large margin. Um, and she came up with the, the podcast, if you notice, the cover art as well has changed. She created that, which I was just in love with that design. Um, I'm all for the minimalist design, and she just made it just look amazing our mantra going forward is just to kind of to be real be authentic and to live life without excuses and you know even even if that means failing that means taking accountability and being accountable for the mistakes that you've made um so and moving past those and learning from them so yeah i uh i know i i mentioned in the last podcast i'm reading this new book um and actually in the book john john maxwell uh, one of his quotes, I don't have the exact quote, I probably do written down in the book somewhere, highlighted or something, but he writes that, so people always struggle with motivation, like what keeps you motivated, what keeps you going, um, and what was huge for me to read was his quote saying that motivation comes from doing, so once you start doing something, and once you keep doing it, then the motivation comes from that. People don't start a habit or change something out of motivation. The motivation comes from the act of actually doing something or starting something new, which I thought was, I don't want to say life-changing, but like it, it almost is because, you know, lately I've really been struggling with keeping a routine going just because I'm like, you know, I wake up, I wake up exhausted and it's just like, what, <laughs> like what, I I just want to like stay here in bed. I don't want to get up. And I I just struggle getting past that wall and I just I want so badly to get up and get motivated, but I just don't have that motivation in me. But like hearing that that makes me just want to get up and get moving. The other day me and Tyler got up. We did yoga. Oh my gosh. Um and then we did I I made lunch. I made I had lunch. For myself and then we did something else that morning we recorded we, a podcast yeah we had yeah. a podcast and then <laughs> like I went off to work and I just felt I felt really good that morning like that quote that I read by him really like I don't know little little spark I guess um another thing that lit a spark in us tonight we had our first uh Dave oh, Ramsey training. Yes, we did. And that's what we're here to talk to you about today is finances. Boy, did we find out a lot about each other just in that 49-minute oh video. Goodness. So last week we talked a little bit about my mother for Valentine's Day got us access to Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And so we we all sat down tonight and we literally just got home an hour ago. 
and we we had our notepads and we had a blast uh, watching his first 50 minute training video and we learned a lot. One of one of my quotes, I'm looking at my notepad here from the evening. My favorite quote uh, that I wrote down um, is, I'm like a toddler in a poopy diaper. It stinks, but it's warm and it's mine. And that's something I really kind of want um, when Danny's not looking. I might actually put that on our website uh, as the header. Um, so again, if you haven't checked out our website yet, go to beyondyourexcuses.com and you will see. B-E-Y-O-N-D. Y O U R E X C U S E S dot com. You spelled that wrong. Did I? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I almost forgot what the last like word was in that. I almost forgot excuses in there. I was like, uh. hey, thankfully that's not a uh, terrible domain to spell. So we'll we'll take it. No, um, but anyway, like that training was awesome. Like I found out I'm a nerd, and we found out you're the free spirit. Which I totally thought it was the opposite. We got to explain what those are. But first off, if if you are struggling, let me just, we we did 50 minutes with with this training and it was $130 was for the training. But I think both of us, fair to say, we'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Whether you're good with money or not. No. And I think so many people, I hear from so many people older than us. Make sure you start saving. I've heard so many times, like, you know, now is the time to start, like, getting good with your finances and stuff like that. So um, this was something I had even – before I even knew that um, Tyler's mom had was planning on getting this and including us in it, I was really interested in learning about – I really wanted um, to get good at this stuff before I started getting overwhelmed by it. Um, because now I am just like really entering the weird, the real world for the really, honestly, the first time. And I know it's not, I know Tyler's been doing it a lot longer than I have because I've been under my parents' roof for a while. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I want to make sure I'm ahead of the game. I want to make sure, um, It's, it's easier to build the wall rather than dig yourself out of the ditch. (laughs) <laughs> is that is that a good good analogy? I guess so. To not get stuck, it's better to be proactive than it is to be reactive, and that's what we're doing. And you know, and this course is it, it is designed for people. I wouldn't say that you can do it either way. You can do it if you have no debt and you have plenty of money, um, or you can do it if you um, are are totally in debt um, and trying to build and trying to get out of that. The actual the book that they send you on the front and back cover. There's all sorts of handwritten notes from people who, you know, hey, we were in $60,000 of debt. Now we're debt free or we got out of $80,000 in 13 months, which is kind of cool to see. But we had a blast doing this training. Dave Ramsey is funny. He's hilarious. Um, We also need to stop recommending other people on our podcast because you should just be listening to us. That's the only people you should be listening to. Um, (laughs) But um, we learned a lot. What was... Let's say, what was your biggest takeaway from that 50 minutes of of training that we did? Just let's keep, we'll each do one. What was your biggest takeaway? Um, wow. Uh, I mean, for myself, I, I'm a saver. Um, and I think Tyler and I both are savers. We, I, my, my, I've always grown up that you save your money. You save, save, save. Um, 
that's just the way my dad taught me to do it and my mom too. Um, although my mom was always one of those people who would shopping was therapy. And I would say I've kind of like, I mean, there are times when I'm like stressed out or something and I just like really want to go shopping. And I got to say, that's probably like a flaw of mine. But I'm also one of those people too, who will like put a bunch of stuff in a shopping cart, quote unquote, online, and then just like never check out just because you're, you're afraid of that bill coming in. But I think my biggest takeaway was learning how to budget. Learning... In what sense? Like in the sense of she gave us... So in the training, she gave us like percentages that you should be putting um, your monthly income into each category. I even... What I did to myself, I I shouldn't have done this to myself, but I did it to myself. Um, I wrote out all of my... My month of February so far, my expenses. And I'm actually proud of myself because I found out I was I was afraid of it, but I found <laughs> out that I still managed to save five hundred dollars this month. I warned you. I was like, I don't know if I literally tried to stop you. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like it, do it next month when you know you're you're aware of what you're spending and you're looking at it. But you I'm I'm proud of you. You did awesome. And and one of for for budgeting, the thing about this budget that's a little bit different than other budgets is you take your entire, it's called every dollar. The app is free um, and uh, there is an optional paid upgrade, but you don't really need it because it just connects to your bank accounts. And so for this app, the idea is you budget every single dollar, hence the name every dollar. And so you, you allocate every single bit of your paycheck towards something. So you start with your expenses. And once you've done through gone through your, your initial expenses, then you can allocate the rest for savings um, and other kind of funds. That's kind of the difference in the budget. I want to make that clear to people is that it's not like a normal budget of I want to spend $200 for groceries or this or that. It's I'm I'm putting literally every single dollar somewhere where it's going to be of value to me. So so for you, um, how, what does your budget look like? Just generally speaking, I'm not, not saying specifics. Well, let me... Uh... Pull it up right here. It's since it's still February, it's still counting for this month, but this is my plan going forward for March. So what I did was there's an option to put in your income. So you put in each paycheck. I get paid weekly, not bi-weekly. So I put in each uh, week's I I mean I had some overtime this month, so I actually made more than what I said I did. I'm not counting that. Which you'll, you'll just put right in the savings anyways. Yeah. Or, or you'll leave it as a little leftover in your, your account. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually kept it as like just um, an average, what I get average, like because mm-hmm. I work 40 hours a week. So I just did a, a regular 40-hour week paycheck for each week. A huge thing that he preaches about too is giving, which is a topic oh. me and Tyler are trying to figure out because, you know... My mom yelled at me. Yeah. I'm not giving enough. Yeah. The, we, the idea is that your money is not yours. Right? Which no. is a crazy, yeah. Which yeah, you're is right. A you're, it's not your mindset. Money. It, it's, and it's, Dave Ramsey is Christian based, but that is the idea is that you're supposed to give. Why? I'm pointing to you. I know, but I forgot the reason why. 
<laughs> it's something your mom it's, said it. It's something about like it's not yours to keep. That it's, you, it's not yours to keep. So it puts you in perspective of when you give money to somebody else, when you're able to give proportionately what you can, not not give to the point where you're in debt or you can't cover your own expenses, but you give money. So it puts you in perspective. I think that's a general idea. Yeah. It's good for you. I don't know. It's It lowers your blood pressure. I don't know what it does for you. But give to people. Give to somebody less fortunate. Um, my mom didn't find it that amusing when I told her that I wanted to find uh, <laughs> a local uh, charity for puppies without mothers. Um, I think it's a valid cause. I think it's something that needs to be talked about more. I don't think that people are giving that enough uh, time and emotion. But puppies without mothers, I'm I might just start that myself. That might be another project of mine in addition to this business. So this also puts it in perspective too, because <laughs> me and Tyler have been talking about getting a puppy, and uh, based on this budget, we do not have the room for a puppy with these no. budgets. No, no, no. We would have no savings if we had a puppy. Well, no, because you know we have to give it three months. Because to, to live? They, what are you talking? No, no, no. They, no, no, no. <laughs> Be specific it, here. Like what I'm saying is, we have to give it three months to see if this is even accurate. Okay, that's a good point. Wow. We when I asked you what was one thing we took away from that. Wow. Uh, we went off here, but yes, that is another. That's another thing. Uh, <laughs> so she, they say, like when you build your budget, that you should give it three months. So you start off following her recommendations. And then you go from there. She gives you percentages of your income for each month to put in each category. And that's like roughly what you can like start off with if you are just sitting down and have absolutely no idea. And I think she does that for those people who are completely stressed out by just sitting down and even trying to build a budget. Though I think it's fair to say we all have a general idea of what we spend on gas or food. Like, you know, and, and the idea is that we tweak it these next two or three months. Yeah. And we realize, okay... I actually spend way more on X category than I do on this. So that's kind of the idea there. But it, that is a good point is that the budgets, they're not meant to be perfect the first month. But the idea is you start looking at your expenses. You start seeing what you're spending money on. You're aware of it. And and the reason that the three of us, my, myself, Danny, and my mother, are, are, are sitting down every week to go over this stuff and, and to view the training and talk about this stuff is because we want to have – we want, to, we want to change the stigma around money as this scary thing that's not fun to talk about. And we want it to be something that the three of us are keeping each other accountable for and just kind of just kind of leveling up our game and money. And so far, it's it was such a good we, – we were, what, over there for a couple of hours? We had a, I had a blast doing it. I had the yeah. most fun that I've ever had talking about money than I ever have. Yeah. You know, I, I will I – Well, was, and it's nice to be so open about it too. Like yeah. it was really cool to just – because. In my family, I don't feel like money is something you ever talk about. Mm. Like I've always felt um, – is, is there guilt around it? I guess you could say that, yeah, because, you know, my my family is very like like a standard family. You know, my, my dad makes the money and my mom used to have like a really good paying job, but because of – uh, family stuff. She has to be a stay-at-home mom now, and she takes care of my brother full time. Now it's like for a long time, it's it's just been my dad who has been the one making the money. So, um, for him, it I guess, and I, I'm not trying to talk bad about my dad at all. I love my dad, but 
he definitely has this um, idea in his head that we only want him for money. That just comes from like, you know, me and my mom, <laughs> we like our retail therapy and um, <laughs> we like getting a pedicure when we're stressed out. And, you know, my dad keeps all the money. He he has the money in his account and um, my, my parents just don't talk about it. They don't talk about their finances. They've never... And like to be, sat to down be with very, us. very fair, that's not something a lot of parents do. I mean, no. we're not even talked about that. We're, we're not even and discuss. It's not even discussed in school. No, you know, I, I you know, when I when I went through school, I, I had to learn how to write a check <laughs> by using YouTube. After afterward, I wasn't sure. It wasn't taught in school. We it, it was not something that was taught, and I had to write a check once. And I was like, you know, I'm not a hundred percent percent sure how to do this. So it is, it's not something that's just specific to your family, but it is something that needs to be changed. It really does because kids are, are growing up. My, my brother, my younger brother is about to go to college and I'm sitting there like, I, you know, trying not to be the, the annoying older brother going, you know, hey, don't spend all, don't go into debt over college. But he's looking at a college at 60 grand a year. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, like. You're going to be like my buddies who are out of college now and not able to find, you know, super high paying jobs. And they're getting hit with now they have car payments. They've got rent. They've got bills, health insurance. And now they're getting hit with student loans on top of that. And it's just not talked about. And it just gets to the point where, you know, you have kids in in their 20s, their late 20s who don't know, understand how how credit works and, and don't understand how investing works and don't understand any of this stuff and it's not their fault i mean well maybe it is because there's plenty of resources out there now to figure that stuff out your own i, I don't know maybe it is and maybe it's not what was but, your background in um money growing up like how did your family view money growing up um so my family two different two different spots too because i uh my parents were divorced uh twice but um so I, I've been exposed to two very different philosophies around it. My, my mother has always been, I don't think she's ever necessarily shied away from the topic of money, uh, but it was always just like, you know, we, we, we always had enough. We always had enough for whatever we needed. It wasn't like, you know, there was, we never really had to worry about money, which I'm, I'm very grateful for, um, you know, growing up and being able to live like that. My, my dad on that side um, he did have some struggles. He certainly, he, he did to, to a large extent and I wasn't around that kind of energy. So I, I, I didn't really grow up with that in my later years, getting back in his life when I was toward the, toward the middle of, of high school, he was out of my life for a, a good chunk of, of me growing up. And, um, so when I, he was back in my life, it was also money was never really an issue. And it was for him, it was, money, it was always his, his attitude around money was, was interesting. <laughs> his was, if you lose money, if you have to spend it on something, we spend it and we make more money. That was his philosophy. Um, my mom, I, I don't really remember her talking too much about it. I, I think, you know, it wasn't like it was shied away from, but, um, it wasn't necessarily talked about either. It was kind of the adults kind of handle that. If I guess that makes sense. I, I think, I don't know if she'd agree with me on that, but I yeah. think that's how it was. I, I don't really remember too much. Yeah, my, my parents were always like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, it's not it's not what you need to be worried about. Which is true to an extent. Yeah. My, like, to this day, I still don't know how much my dad makes. I knew roughly how much my mom made, but 
still, they, they very much kept me in the dark. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's one of those topics that's always... You know, I wish I was I was given more information about it. I wish it was talked about more. I wish I was prepared more. Mm. Um, and if it was talked about at all, it was always safe, 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 safe. Why are you using this money here? Are you are you saving your money? Like that was just always. And there's a there's a balance with that too, right? Because it it is a strong principle to be able to to go. I'm not going to spend extravagantly. I'm not going to spend what I don't have. I'm going to put aside money for the emergencies. One of Dave Ramsey's big thing is over the course of 10 years, you are guaranteed to have one major financial catastrophe. It's, it's absolutely guaranteed statistically. And he, he has a line of somebody once asked him, you know, why do you think so negatively? He's like, I'm not thinking ne- negatively. I just know what's going to happen. I, I just I'm positive that something negative is going to happen. So, yeah, I, I do. I wish I wish schools taught it. I wish parents taught it. I wish uh, siblings. I wish partners w- would discuss finances more because you know, for, for me, one of the biggest takeaways from the, the 50 minutes of training that we did and, and learning was that anybody can do this. And I've always been someone who's been pretty good with my money. You know, I've, I've made pretty financially good, good decisions. I've, I've, I've worked hard on my credit and I, I have a leg up, I think, on, on most 20, 22, 23 year olds. Um, and I, I have spent some time doing my own research and figuring stuff, what stuff is and how credit works and what the best way to kind of approach this stuff is. But, um, you know, uh, for me, I think the, the kind of the, just the if, if there's anyone listening to this who feels that money controls them and, and not the other way around where you're controlling your money, then just know that it's possible. Just know that you can feel good about money. My, my, my biggest, uh, uh, you know, being in the the. Being real, one of the things and a tip that I have for anybody with a credit card is pay it off every single week. Don't, you know, depending on your credit card, how that works. But, you know, for me, something I do is when I was in, let's see, when I was in high school, one of the biggest, the biggest mistakes, I, I was sharing this story to my mom recently and you too. Um, the, the biggest mistake, I got, a, I got a credit card when I was 17 and I did that because I wanted to establish a history of credit. And so it was a college credit card. It didn't have a lot of money on it or credit limit. And it was pretty low and, you know, to protect me from screwing up. Though I did screw up. And all of a sudden I, I, had, I had a job, but I had, had spent a ton of money for, for, for college and books and things like that. And I all of a sudden I pulled up my statement at the end of the month and there were a couple of days left to pay it. And I didn't have the money. And it was like $400. And I was going to miss a payment on my credit card and I had no credit history and it was just going to kill me. And I was like, oh boy. So I was terrified and I went to my, my father and I said, look, like this is where I'm at. This is the situation. Like, what do you recommend I do here? And so he said, I'm going to give you the money to bail you out this one time. He said, and after that, I'm never doing it again. If you screw up like this again, it's, I'm not helping you. So it's been five years since then and I've never done that once and I, I paid off every single week, but it's for me, it's something that's always a little anxious <laughs> going in and checking that balance because I don't really monitor it a hundred percent. So for me, I don't know if, if anyone else listening to this is kind of can can sympathize with that and 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 um, the same way because I pull up that balance and I have to pay it, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's awesome, that's better than what I thought. Other times it's like, oh yeah, I, I overspent that week. Um, so this is a really, this course is a good way for me at least to, to kind of realize that 
it's possible to get out of feeling like that. It's possible to gain some control back and not feel shitty about money. So I'm, I'm, you know, again, when you invest in yourself, whether it's listening to podcasts, to us, reading blog posts, books, training, you know, investing in training courses, it, it gives you hope. It gives you direction and guidance and shows you, hey, it's possible. You know, Dave Ramsey, what did he say? He was, he, he was bankrupt, right? Yeah, he uh, he made a bunch of money when he was really young, uh, early twenties. He said he just was rolling in the money. Basically, um, he invested in uh, buying plots of land and stuff like that, and then he eventually racked up. He said four million dollars worth of land and was selling it off. And he said he was making like two hundred grand a year. Then one day, something happened with his bank. And, um, yeah, they, they like, I forget exactly what that was, but they, they yeah, basically screwed him over. Yeah, and um, he had to meet down with a bank teller. I don't know what they're called. Um, Manager. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. And eventually he went bankrupt um, and lost every penny he had and then went into debt. And he had kids to feed. He had a wife. Um, he was in a bad place. And he said that he'd spend mornings like with the shower running hot water on him and he'd just be crying. And he was just in a really dark place. And he's like, okay, I need to make a game plan to get out of here. So, um, he's a person who's been at the tippy top and he's a person who's been in the lowest of lows. So he knows what he's talking about. And, um, he's real. He's he's good so to listen. He's awesome to listen to. He calls himself yeah. a redneck, which I'm a fan of. I love. I don't see him as a redneck. You look, go look up a picture of Dave Ramsey. He does not seem like a redneck to me. Well, I love him. It's like a rich old white guy, but he he got there for doing something right. And um, so one of the things that that I also that I also took away from this is I have always used a credit card. One because it's easy. Um, two, just cause I, I like to, I like the points that I get, even though now my credit card is, it's impossible to get points. They made it so difficult. It's not even worth it. They, 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 I guess they were, they were shelling, American Express was shelling out too much money. So they made it out on gift cards and all sorts of perks. So they made it a lot, a lot, a lot tougher to get the perks that I used to be able to get pretty easily. And I was, I always did that because I never, I never, I don't think I've, I, I'd be honest with you. I don't think I ever in the last four years have used my debit card just because there's less protection on it. If somebody jacks your card, if somebody, you know, manages to, uh, you know, take your, take your, your, your card number and use it, it's tough to get money back. If there's a fraudulent charge on a credit card in American express, I can literally call them up and be like, Hey, this charge was not authorized or my card was stolen. And they give me all the money back, which is pretty cool. But Dave Ramsey's tip was to use cash, to pay for things like groceries, clothes, that kind of thing, that kind of stuff, to kind of what, what was it? How, how did he phrase it? Because you have an emotional attachment to the money, so if you have right. actual physical bills and you're handing them over to someone, that makes you want to spend money um, or spend less on the things you're getting. So, for example, groceries. If you're um, buying things you don't really need. Um, like maybe a bag of chips or something like that, you're less likely to buy it or you're going shopping and you really want that sweater, but you're about to hand over like, let's say a hundred dollars. 
or something like that, you're less likely to do it because you're actually seeing the money, you're looking at it instead of just swiping a card and not even like really taking a deep look at how much money you're really spending. So I thought that was a great tip because I know I've gone shopping before with actual cash and pulling the actual cash out of your wallet is so hard. It's like, oh, ooh, do I really need those pants? Which I need jeans so badly, but I only have $50 in my budget for clothing this month. So <laughs> Going to have to wait till next month. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, hold on a second. Your jeans cost more than 50 bucks? Depending on where I go, I might go to TJ Maxx and get a nice $20 pair, but I don't know. Even $20. like Go to Costco. Listen, here's here's the thing. You want to go shopping. This is this is a guy's advice, okay? So take that for, for what it is. But I refuse to shop anywhere other than Costco because you can get basically the entire wardrobe for $30 um, or Kohl's. And the reason I love shopping at Kohl's is because when you go, I can literally go into Kohl's. I can buy a $20 belt and a $20 shirt. For a total of $40, made that math really tough for myself. Um, and the receipt, when I went, it'll show you for savings that I saved about $900. That's how amazing Kohl's is. They have such low priced items of clothing that you can purchase. <laughs> and so that's why I always go there. Um, but uh, wait, what the heck were we talking about? Pants? Pants. My clothing? Pants, your clothing, your clothing budget. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cash. That's right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's late. Um, so, so yeah, well, one of the things that, that he really recommended and I'm going to try is, is using cash. And if you set a budget for yourself to spend $400 a month on groceries, if you go to the bank, take $400 out and put it in an envelope and go only go to the grocery store with that $400, then I can, I can bet that you are going to be very careful about what you purchase. And that's what I'm going to try this week. Because instead of instead of just flipping out the card and swiping that easily, um, even though now it takes about 900 years for those new chips to process and go through, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this cash thing. I'm excited about it. It's gonna be cool. I'm also like really excited for this app too because you know I'm gonna be checking my expenses 24 oh, yeah, seven every dollar. Um, because I don't know about you, but. I'm feeling and I know 22. You, well, and I know you've heard me every time I, every Friday, whenever I look at my bank account, I'm like, yes, queen. Yes, every Friday. Every Friday. I get super pumped because I see more money in my account. So just imagine what it would be like if that money actually stayed there and continued <laughs> to go up instead of continued to go down. So, um. You don't have to live paycheck to paycheck, people. No. And like this, this is awesome. This makes it really easy and like I'm one person I don't know where I was going with the one person thing but you are one person we're proud of you for knowing that I just think this is so cool I just think like I'm gonna be able to save so much more by doing this and um definitely feel maybe bad about the things that I I shouldn't or I don't need to be doing (laughs) but um at least now it's all laid out in front of me. And I think that's... And there's a plan of attack. And you know what's awesome? Okay, I'm a girl that loves lists. Um, and I'm a girl that loves... like. I knew there was a reason I was dating you. <laughs> yeah. So in this app, there's like a little plus button. And then there's categories of planned, spent, and remaining. 
I just love clicking the little plus button, typing in how much I spent, and then boom. And what's cool about it too is you can actually choose between multiple. So if you spend uh, $100 a stop and shop, you can split that up. Did you know that? If you click the choose budget item, you can actually choose more than one category and you can choose how much to split it up. So if you go to the grocery store and you have a budget item set for household expenses and a budget set for groceries and you spent you know, roughly 60, 40, you can divvy that up between the two categories, which is pretty cool. We should also talk about what I was talking about in the beginning, what started all of this. Um, I'm a nerd and you're a free spirit. Which, oh, so, God. So let me explain this. A nerd is someone who... As soon as you bring up is. the budget idea, was super pumped to do a budget idea. Okay, the, 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 to be to be clear, the nerd is a term that Dave Ramsey's team has coined. Yeah, not the stereotypical. Okay, just no, that no, clear. I'm not. I'm not calling anybody out. But nerds are normally the ones like. So let's say we're in a relationship. We're not married, but we're in a relationship. I'm glad you realize we're in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but like there were a lot of married couples on the video that we watched and one of them, not in every relationship, but one of them always seemed to be the nerd and the other one always seemed to be the free spirit. Again, both, both personalities that are, that Dave Ramsey came up with. Um, so the free spirit would always, whenever you'd bring up budget would be like, no, I hate that term. That term just sounds like. You're trying to control my money. You're trying to control what I buy. Um, like, no way am I doing that. But then the nerd was always, like, made the free spirit, and I'm doing, like, quotes as I'm saying this, would make them sit down and do the budget, was actually excited to do the budget. Um, but, yeah, so they say in a relationship where you have a nerd in a free spirit that um, the nerd should sit down, build the budget, Thank the free spirit for being there <laughs> and then be quiet. And the free spirit should show up. Um, don't just say whatever it takes or whatever you want or anything like that. Shouldn't be passive about it and should actually take a look at the budget and change something. Um, so, And there's a quiz that you can take in the course to figure out which, which personality you are. And it was pretty interesting. I, I for 150%, Thought I was going to be the nerd. And I totally thought I was the free spirit. And then we took the quiz and I was like, and then like as soon as, so as soon as we were done talking and everything with Tyler's mom, um, she was like, so do you guys want to like hang out and play a game or we can like watch a movie or something? I was like, no, I really want to build my budget. <laughs> like I immediately wanted to go back and like, like look it all over. And I'm kind of a control freak. I, I'm, I'm realizing this more and more every day. Um, I'm glad you're finally coming around to realize. I that. even like took out my my bank app and I was going through each individual like um, expense that I had made this month and I put it I wrote it all down because I wanted to see how much I was spending on certain things um, and it's crazy but I was still able to save $500 this month. So like patting myself on the back because proud of myself. Yeah, I think this app is so cool. I think learning this stuff is awesome. Um, eventually we're gonna get into like, what is it, investing and stuff like that? Yeah, the, the idea with the program is you start with developing an emergency. I love how we're doing this at minute 40. But <laughs> the idea is, uh, which has already been 40 minutes. It's been crazy. It's fun to talk about this stuff. 
And the idea is you start by developing an emergency fund of $1,000. Then once that $1,000 is created, you eliminate all your debt. Once that debt is gone, then you build the emergency fund up to three to six months of expenses. And then the rest of the program, I forgot because I really did not focus on that. But it does involve around investing. Insurance is one of the things it talks about, like life insurance, you know, car, house, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it goes through a lot of, you know, there's a lot. Of, it's, it's not just a how to budget program. It talks about how to, how to invest in IRA funds, 401ks types, how to, you know, insurance, should you buy a new car? Should you buy a used car? Um, you know, how do you buy a house? You know, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of training in here, a lot of worksheets, calculators, all that kind of stuff, which is pretty cool. So if you're looking for some help with your finances, it's 130 bucks. Take the plunge, do it with a friend, split the cost, do 60, 60 or 70, 70. Like we were even five minutes, five minutes into the video, we were just like a hundred, this was $130. Like really, this should be way more. It was like watching a movie. It was so well produced, so well put together. It's awesome. I I, I cannot recommend it enough after literally just the first, the first video. I know. And we got to say, we are so lucky that we are starting this already like we already have that emergency fund of a thousand dollars in our bank account and we're already able to say that That we don't have any debt which is the second debt or second step excuse me to pay off all your debt any debt you have that's the second step you're you're as long as it takes this isn't just like a a week at a time thing although the course you can do each week you can keep learning but obviously you're not going to jump from um having debt yeah unless you're not going to go from having like twenty thousand dollars of debt to the next week having saved already a thousand dollars or you sell your bone marrow that's another option yeah that's if you're in debt we can't recommend that but it is an option but don't do it we don't recommend it but it's an option but don't do it. So I think that's a, probably a pretty good summary, I think, of, of kind of what we talked about and, and learned tonight. Do you have anything else to add there, Danny? Nope. <laughs> well, short and sweet. Uh, I think we're going to call it a wrap and, uh, and probably go to sleep right now. So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We hope you've learned something. Again, highly recommend the course. And uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.